Welcome to DevOps Chats, the industry-leading podcast for DevOps, digital transformation, cloud native, and cybersecurity. If it's happening, it's happening on DevOps Chats. Now here's your host, Mitch Ashley. Well, it's a pleasure being joined by Stacy English, who is with Theta Lake. Uh, Stacy is Director of Market Intelligence and uh, has a lot of background in this topic, so I'm anxious to talk with you, Stacy. So welcome. Thank you, Mitch. Great to be here. Tell us a little bit about you and, of course, give us a little bit of an overview on Theta Lake. Sure. Hi. So I'm Stacey English. I, um, I've been in financial services regulation for 25 years. So I've been a former regulator and a practitioner in banks and insurers. So I very much speak as um, someone who's been in the shoes of our customers at, at Theta Lake. Um, so at Theta Lake, we provide... Um, security and compliance for collaboration platforms. So the things that the platforms that we are so dependent on now to work, so like Microsoft Teams and Zoom um, and WebEx, um, and we enable firms to, to detect any risks across anything that's spoken, shared, typed or shown um, in those environments. And also to archive it, to capture and retain all of those new communications that we're using, uh, either capture it and archive it with us or alternatively you know, use existing tools and, and providers and, and send it there. So um, my, prior to joining uh, Theta Lake, I was with Thomson Reuters. I headed up their regulatory intelligence team. So I was providing news and insight and industry research to um, financial services firms right across the world. Um, and that's a very big part of my role now at Theta Lake, making sure we've got the regulatory insight and the market insight so that our products and our content really helps um, customers with their compliance and security. And we know that's a changing landscape, just like remote work and, you know, the tools that we've been using. Well, to that point, you know, it's not, it's a, I've had other conversations with folks from Theta Lake and, you know, it's an interesting market given the rise in, you know, rampant use, uh, great increases in digital communications, collaboration, you know, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, you name it, we're using, we're using all kinds of tools to do collaboration. I know you just came out with a, a, a new version or an, a recent update to some research that you've done. I believe it, the prior version was done prior to the pandemic, February 2020. So I'm curious, maybe tell us a little bit about what that research was, where you're looking to learn, maybe what some of the new insights are. Absolutely. So the research started in 2018, so way before the pandemic, um, and already that transformation is starting to, to happen with the move to collaboration tools. And of course, the pandemic has absolutely accelerated that. So the, the latest results show a very different picture. Um, this has taken, um, this took place in the second quarter of this year. Um, 100 technology practitioners within financial services firms took part. So some really good insight to, to understand how they're using these tools um, and where, where their pain points are and what they see as, as the challenges. Um, so we asked lots of uh, questions um, and you know, got some validating some things that we were seeing and hearing from customers and also some, some surprises. So um, I think the, the biggest thing that we've seen is just how dependent we are on these tools. So 91% of firms have multiple systems and so not just one collaboration, collaboration tool, they're using you know, two plus. And actually two thirds are using between four and six. So they have multiple tools in place. And that's because of uh, you know, different geographies and business units and using them in different ways. Um, so of course, firms have had to roll out these platforms so they can actually stay productive and connected in this new environment. Um, but they it really had to do that without thinking of some of the consequences around you know, the, the regulatory aspects and security aspects. You know, the focus has been on making sure we can actually 
continue with our businesses. Um, so that that is is a challenge because the tools that they have in place to actually protect these communications um, aren't necessarily built for the way we communicate today. So they have lots of controls around email and um, that sort of thing. But when you're talking about uh, video and chat and screen share, it's, it's a different type of control that's required. Um, so so yeah, so a, a big dependency on them. Um, and also when you think about having multiple tools in place, for example, it's quite difficult to see across those tools. So just one example, like an information barrier, you might want to use um, some built-in uh, controls that stop different groups within an organization talking and sharing confidential information. But when you have access to multiple tools, it's very, very difficult to do that across platforms. So that's why as states late, we, we take that macro view so you can, it doesn't matter what tool you're using, actually, uh, it, it can detect if, if this team is talking to this team or this individual is talking to this individual. So it's a really important, different way of, of looking at controls. Um, so lots and lots of um, tools in place. Um, and the way we're communicating is, is so different now. So whereas you know, we would have uh, a spider phone in a, in a room or a printout document or email, we really are using video and chat much more. And the results show that that since last year, the use of video is up 70%. Mm. The use of chat is up 50%. Um, and as, you know, as we've said, it's a, it's a different way. There's there's visual risks in that. Chat is very different to, to email. So uh, that's... You know, if I can jump in, you know, one of the things that I've also seen, and I'm curious if it's borne out in your data, two things. One, we have a lot of activities happening all at once, like there's mergers and acquisitions and, you know, those bring different tools just in and of themselves. And organizations don't suddenly sweep everybody onto the, whatever the corporate standard is. Oftentimes you live with that kind of mixed environment. The other is in the digital world, we have less um, of physical environment that dictates the kind of conversations that we have, like organizations might have a uh, an office location where they have private conversations with HR or an executive war room, executive um, meeting room. Well, that could all happen on Zoom or on a Slack call or on uh, Google Meet or whatever, Microsoft Team. And so the same tool is used from anything from a casual conversation to let's talk about this uh, company we're acquiring next week and we need to get the announcement ready and get our get our regulatory ducks in a row. So it's it can get really confusing because you're using the same medium for every level of uh, privacy communications. Absolutely, yeah. And um, yeah, there's a couple of things there. One is it actually increases the risks because what would have happened in a closed room can actually be now recorded. I could have a, a, a camera in the background. I could be taking a screenshot. Mm -hmm. So there is that you know, extra layer of security required. Um, and also regulators expect the same uh, robustness of controls. So it doesn't matter to them whether you're in an office or dealing with customers um, through a screen. They expect the same levels of supervision and the same levels of monitoring and protection of data. So uh, organizations do have to con contend with that. Um, we are, say like we're, we're aware of those uh, different uh, types of communications. And one of the, the features we have within the, the platform is, is the ability to route different communication types to different teams. So, for example, you may have uh, some sort of general customer service queries and they would, they would be routed to a different team for review or detection, but something very confidential may need to be kept very, very tight. So, like you say, if there was something... Um, 
a detection that came up in an executive level meeting, that could be specifically routed via a workflow, workflow so that only very closed you know, eyeballs were on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, it is an important distinction to have that not treat all communications in the same way. I've been in meetings where um, it was a requirement to have counsel present, you know, and I'm not, not in terms of a deposition kind of thing. Of course, those are other things too, but just given the topic that, we're, that you're having to sort of make sure you stay on track and don't step outside of any bounds. So there's you know really a lot of sensitivity around what seems like just a, let's hop on Zoom, let's hop on Team and talk about whatever. Um, but yeah, what we're talking about makes a lot of difference. You know how much what we should say and who should have access to that information yeah but it is it's a transformation i said that was, was happening anyway um having been in global organizations it's not just the remote working those conversations have to take place across time zones different mm-hmm. countries so um it's it's the good thing is we now know that those tools are different and there are the controls available thankfully to actually manage them in a way that protects the, the different groups of individuals so that it's not a not a open for everybody to see. Um, so you mentioned surprises. What what were maybe a few surprises? You, things you didn't expect to see in your research. Well, actually, I think the, the, the biggest concern for us is something that we're hearing, um, but it, you know, to actually is see it kind of in the responses was that eighty three percent of customers are actually uh, well, I say customers uh, customers and um, the industry is not leveraging all the capabilities of the platforms that they have invested in so mm. they have rolled out these really helpful platforms um and but they haven't been able to use all the features because of those concerns around security um, and, and compliance so they're actually switching some of the features off and of course their users want to use yeah, they want to use chat they want to use video customers uh, want to engage and, and use them but they're, they're concerned about controlling it so the, the default position has been let, let's just switch it off um, and that's not really a, a, a sustainable position to be in when you have invested and you have your workforce wanting to use them um, and you know what a waste of investment so that that's a surprise so high to be um, 83 percent disabling that um, but there are say you know, like we're purpose-built for these type of tools so you can actually turn on chat knowing that it can be um, if you wanted selective archive for example you didn't want to record your video but you wanted to record um, and keep a record of the messages I'm sending to you in this, this video meeting now you can do that so the uh, the technology is there using artificial intelligence and machine learning to actually manage these, these new communication types. But um, that's certainly a big challenge, obviously, organisations are facing, having to turn them off. Um, in terms of where, where they saw the biggest risks, um, that was in chat. I mean, quite consistently, two-thirds two were saying that it's the, the um, links and the files that they are receiving in chat that causes the most concern around privacy and security um, quite consistently. So, um, you know, we, we know chat is, is, a, is a very different type of communication. It's, you, you could, it, it's by its very nature, it's very shareable. You can have, uh, you can attach pretty much anything to it. There's no limitations on size. You can add in confidential data. You can attach files and links. And that's the concern. And once it's on that chat, message conversation it's there in your system for good until you remediate it so that you know it's an understandable concern um, that firms have 
And chat tends to be uh, less formal. So it's not like putting something in writing in a document or a, you know, a memo or something. Uh, is this driving the need for new forms of discovery kind of tools, you know, for when organizations have to meet compliance on something or maybe they have to provide evidence with a, a party to a lawsuit or something like that? Because now you're talking about all of these electronic platforms where communication is happening and information is shared. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a very important part, the discovery part, the ability to capture those records and, um, you know, to retain them, pull, pull that when you need to, whether that's for an investigation or a complaint or uh, for a regulator or for your internal audit teams. Um, so, yes, I mean, they are informal and you know, the, the way that we, our home and work environment is blurring so that our conduct can change and the fact that you can uh, attach gifts and you can change the meaning with all sorts of emojis and you can like things and dislike things and angry faces and winking faces. And that's, that's really hard to capture. And you need that because you need to understand what was it in context. Um, added to that, it's very, very hard to recreate a chat conversation. So if your tools are built for email, each chat is not an email. So to try and stitch that all together to say, okay, well, across time zones with multiple people involved and a chat that went on for years and years and years and had GIFs and images attached. Very, very, very difficult. So uh, thankfully at Theta Lake, the, the team have been clever enough to actually stitch that together and, and build an interface that shows that chat as if it was the original chat. So it's very, very easy for, um, if, you know, for legal purposes or whatever to actually review what happened in context. I'm curious how how are since you've been in a regulator also in your career, um, oftentimes regulation and sort of the the movement of the market market technology et cetera, you know regulation tends to be farther behind now. I think we're living in an environment where privacy and things like that, some regulation, GDPR, et cetera, have gotten ahead and kind of forced companies to react. How how is the regulatory side? doing and keeping up with the changes of the last 18 months and how we do business are we are they prepared to kind of rethink of a full fully digital environment versus traditional pen and paper and printing things out and documents signed in person all those kinds of things yeah it's, it's a great question and actually over the last few weeks we've seen such a flurry um, of announcements and uh, clarification from regulators because they are you know aware this is the way we work now um, and I said they, they expect the, the controls to be as robust um, so there's a, an awful lot of clarification coming out to, to make sure those risks in a remote environment are managed and um, ESMA one of the European regulators um, actually specified and said look electronic communications covers video conferencing, instant messaging, any sort of you know, business interaction. And actually, we're not going to give you a list of what it covers because technology moves so fast, it, that list is going to be out of date. And I think that's a real acknowledgement that this is almost like a slightly common sense approach. If it's an electronic communication, it's covered. Um, and if you're working at home, then the, the, the um, controls have to be the same. So I think whilst, yes, you know, it does take longer for the actual precise detail of rules to catch up, there is an expectation that don't rely on every word of the rule. You know, we are expecting to, you to supervise in the same way. We're expected to be able to ask you for records. Um, and if you can't produce those records, obviously, then there's, there's an issue. So, mm. um, but so, yes, yeah, certainly it's, we've seen um, such a lot of 
uh, focus from regulators in, in every con continent. Excellent. Uh, so Theta Lake, do you primarily focus on the finance industry? Do you work in other industries as well? We are. We work across all industries. Uh, this particular survey, we focus on financial services because we had such a huge response, and I think that's because the, because of the environment and the regulatory environment, um, it made sense to pull out the most complete 100 responses so that peers could benchmark themselves. But yes, healthcare, education, um, it tends to be um, the most regulated industries, and that mm -hmm. includes government. Mm -hmm anywhere where you need to reproduce records or uh, demonstrate that you've complied um, with, with industry codes or where you have customers who might request data or data deletion or, or make complaints. Very good. Well, fascinating research. Um, very timely, of course, <laughs> with all that's happening. Uh, where can folks find out more about Theta Lake, Stacey? Well, we have a website which tells you all about what we do. Um, the the uh, survey can be downloaded there too. Um, of course, we are on LinkedIn and Twitter, so please do follow us there. And we, we keep those very up to date with all of our developments. Great. Uh, happy to connect personally. Well, definitely check that out. Uh, Stacey Engl English, who is Director of Market Intelligence with Theta Lake. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. <laughs>